And welcome Hoosier fans to another fun and exciting, victorious episode of Doing the Work, the first show on the Back Home Network covering IU women's basketball. I'm your host tonight, Kathy Amos, and I'm joined here with Amanda Foster from Crimson Cast. The, this evening, we're having a fun and exciting discussion on today's win from your number six ranked Indiana Hoosiers over number nine, Maryland, 61-68. This takes the women's record now to 15-1 and overall and 5-1 and in conference play. But we will start off our show tonight as we do every show, and that's with our Hoosier Proud Banner moment. And Amanda, for me, I'm going to that fourth quarter stretch where uh, Maryland went on a, a bit of a run there and they ended up tying it up 50 to 50. Um, but um, Grace got the ball and she got it over to Garzon um, for a three-pointer, making it 50 to 53. Um, Chloe Moore-McNeil sprinted back down to the other end to play defense and had a fantastic block down there on the defense. And then we got the ball back. Parrish got the ball down low for a two on an inbounds from Berger, making it 50-55. And then Grace pulled up later for another two, making it 50-57. to And we went on a quick 7-0 run that led to Maryland timeout. And I thought this really just set that tone right there in the middle of that fourth quarter that really gave us the lead back after Maryland went on to tie it. And we just never looked back at the end of that fourth quarter. So for me, that was our Hoosier Proud banner moment. Um, and tonight, our banner moment, as always, is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products for schools in their existing line. So you are bound to find something that you or anyone in your life just loves for great coll collegiate gear. And remember, and rumor has it, they'll be releasing some new Indiana gear later this, this year. So whether you want IU gear or something else for some reason, you should go to homefieldapparel.com. And if it's your first time purchasing there, you can use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right, Grace, let's go ahead and kick it over to you and see how things are going there inside the hall. What are your thoughts on the game tonight? Sorry about that. Yeah, first I'll just apologize for the music in the background. If it's if anybody can hear it, if it's still going, um, the Wi-Fi is a little bit spotty here too. But it, I mean, this was the game that we were all kind of expecting out of a top ten matchup, I think. And from the get go, you could tell it was going to be competitive. It was going to be gritty. Um, both teams were going to be fighting until the very very end, and that is what we saw. Um, I thought it was a fantastic performance from Indiana, especially in the defensive end where their defense was able, especially starting in the second quarter, through the rest of the game, just really attack Maryland and, and pressure them and keep the ball away, keep them from getting a lot of easy shots off, which is important for a, against a team like Maryland. You really need to be able to do that. They held Diamond Miller to something like five points in the first half, and obviously she came alive in the second half, but to be able to do that from the start is, I think, really, really impressive. Obviously, we saw Sydney Parrish go off as usual it seems like now and Mackenzie Holmes with her fourth consecutive double double um, but just a fantastic performance all around and it wasn't necessarily it wasn't their best game but I think that just says more about the the ceiling that the team has the way that they're able to look so good against a top 10 opponent like that yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, although I, I kind of feel like this might have been one of their best games. Um, maybe not on some of the fronts in terms of, uh, which we'll get into, I'm sure, later uh, turnovers. But, you know, they're also playing probably a, the best defense they've they've about seen all year as well. So um, I, I thought that was just really um, a nice, but to your point, 
definitely one of the best defensive, if not the best defensive effort for sure. So, um, well, great, Amanda. I'm super happy, by the way, to for you to join us again here, um, especially since I know you're you're uh, covering the game and stuff tonight. So let's just go ahead and jump into it, and um, let's talk about some things that maybe went as expected. And if you want, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with um, some things that went as expected for us? Yeah, I mean, I just mentioned it. I think it's it's funny that Mackenzie Holmes getting a double double is now kind of the yeah, the thing the that norm. just always happens. It is. It's the norm. <laughs> Um, and so that definitely, you know, I'm not going to go into it every game expecting her to, to perform like that, but that's definitely not a surprise. Sydney Parrish again coming out and just being so determined in all of her shots and being so, so aggressive. And you obviously she plays with such a passion that is to be expected at this point. Um, Chloe Moore McNeil again came out and I've come to expect her to be kind of that gritty player with, with the steals that she had today and just the, again, the aggressiveness and the, and the determination that she played with. Um, all three of those things, I think, are some of the top things that I look for in every game now for Indiana. Yeah. Yep, I, I agree for sure. Um, for me, what I wrote down, the, the the main thing, and you've already kind of touched on it, but just to dive a little deeper is, is our defense, right? So um, just for reference, uh, Maryland held, our Indiana held Maryland to 61 points. As a team, Maryland's been averaging 79 points per game this year. Um, we also held Maryland to 37% shooting. This is a team that sh shoots normally 43%. Um, so they definitely were well below both of those averages. And, you know, even though at the end of the day, Diamond Miller got got her points in the total, that first half, we held her to three points. This is the player that averages um, 18 points. She ended up with 19. She really um, came alive there in that second half. But that first half in particular, the team was just really on point, I thought, with with her their defensive efforts. Um, Amanda, how about anything else on the as expected side that you want to touch on? Yeah, I do want to touch on the um, the rebounding that we saw because Indiana did out-rebound Maryland 37-29, to 29, and that was something, again, that just it seems like everybody on the team, and especially Mackenzie Holmes, is just able to get up there and, and be so solid in the post and in that area. And so definitely not a surprise to see them play with that tenacity under underneath the basket. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So um, how about this? Let's move over to any surprises that we had in the game. And um, I think I'll go first on this one and, and take the first one. And uh, this to me was a surprise was just our free throw shooting was off tonight. It, it We've been averaging around 77, 77 78% somewhere in that neighborhood. And we shot 57%. And, you know, tonight it didn't um, end up hurting us. Um, we ended up still winning and we made those free throws down the road late, but boy, if we would have continued shooting, you know, at one point, I think we were at 43% free throw shooting uh, and that really could have hurt us in a, in a, a tough game that was this close. However, again, you know, they, they made it down the line, but I was really surprised after seeing the team, especially, I think the last game we shot 90% from free throw line. So I was very surprised at our free throw shooting. Um, what kind of surprises did you have from the game? Yeah, I was, I was going to say free throw shooting as well. And then also the turnovers. Um, Indiana had finished with 19 turnovers, and it's not necessarily that, you know, they they don't have a lot of turnovers, but some of the ways that the ball, they lost the ball and just miscommunication on the court was something that surprised me. And being down here in person, I could see the players at times, like having to yell at each other, go here, go there, or, you're not supposed to do this, or we're running this play. And that led into some of those turnovers. And that was one thing that I was surprised to see because it seems like, you know, usually this team plays so well together. And so there were a few times today where that wasn't 
things weren't necessarily clicking and obviously it worked out in the end and they were able to figure it out after a few maybe missed plays so it wasn't massive but I think that is something to, to keep in mind obviously going forward for other teams who like Maryland would be able to capitalize <laughs> off of that don't worry your time's not up Keep talking. <laughs> yeah I hope that, I hope that. <laughs> yeah so um yeah you were talking about the rebounding so yeah we out rebounded Maryland 37 to 29 and I know we're not quite to the inside the number segment but you know what we can go wherever we want so that's that's good I do that um as well um so uh, other surprises were just the fouls like we ended up with um Parrish fouled out um Grace Berger who usually rarely gets called for fouls she ended up with four fouls and Garzon had three fouls and I thought um and then even on the flip side of that Maryland had three players with four fouls and two more with three and so um you know I think you know we can talk about officiating or not and you know I really typically don't get into it there was definitely some things that look ticky tack and things like when Chloe McNeil had her arm hurt that I don't know how that wasn't a foul but you know you're gonna have that from game to game what I really was surprised at was how many fouls were actually called and it really yeah. seemed to make the play choppy I thought in the third quarter in, in particular um it also attests to how physical both teams really were being with each other and so you know uh, I hopefully if we've had some folks that maybe are watching some women's basketball maybe for the first time it might open their eyes to the fact that you know they're they're not just um, some you know little girls running around and just playing a little bit of basketball I, these girls get out there and hustle and they're physical and they're they're really strong women and so um but i didn't like all the fouls whether they were good or not called um you can debate but the fouling on our particular was just a, again a surprise because normally we're pretty disciplined on the defensive end and we don't have that yeah, I definitely agree, and you could definitely tell as the game went on, it got a lot more aggressive coming into that second half, and I think the reason that it felt a lot more choppy is because the first half, there weren't as many foul calls, and then like Indiana very quickly had fouls called on them going into the third quarter, and so it definitely did mess up the, the flow of play at least a little bit, and we, we don't have to get into the, the officiating, yeah. uh, but I could I could see the reaction on the bench in front of me, um, and that was that was enough. Um, so Yeah, yeah. I've, enough said right like exactly <laughs> terry warren right in front of me like jumping up and down after a call i was like okay yes this is, it's not just me but yeah. right so something funny speaking of officiating i noticed on um the tv and i'd never noticed this before but evidently on the side of the scorers are the officials yeah the scorers um table they tape the name of the three officials yes yeah. So I yeah. thought that was really interesting. I'm like, that is a great tactic to make sure, you know, when coach Morin's got to get out there and uh, maybe chew some butt off of those officials, she knows exactly which name to, to use exactly. when she's doing it. So anyway, yeah. I thought that was, that was really interesting. I never noticed before. Um, anything else high level about what you found interesting, either expected or surprises about the game that we haven't quite touched on yet? Yeah. One thing that I noticed, and I don't know if it's necessarily a surprise to me, but it's also not something that is completely expected is the way that Sarah Scali was playing um, because she was not taking any shots from, from beyond the arc. Um, she didn't take any, in fact, and she, she finished with three points, um, but they were yeah. very clearly having her run a different kind of game and being more of a, a, a go between in the passing on offense and, and be getting those rebounds on defense. And I really liked how that worked for her and how it worked for the team. Um, and so that's why I don't know. It's not a surprise because she hasn't been necessarily completely on the ball with three-point shooting recently, um, but it's not 
as expected because we just haven't necessarily seen her play like that, like this so consistently, um, just not being a shooter. Um, and I, but I think it's a positive thing because she was able to, to play a big role in some of these things that were going back and forth for Indiana um, tonight. And so I think it's something to look for going forward because, you know, Sydney Parrish is coming out as this three-point shooter. And obviously it would be nice to have Sarah also doing that. But the, the fact that she can contribute in a lot of other ways says a lot about her and a lot about how the team is able to adapt to someone who's not necessarily having a, a good stretch shooting-wise. You know, Amanda, that's really a fantastic point because, you know, everybody um, saw Sarah Scalia coming in and, uh, you know, they're worried about her defense and, you know, that's okay because all she was brought in to do was shoot the three. She didn't take a single three tonight, to your point, but yet I didn't sit there and find myself going, well, what's wrong with Sarah? Where it felt like we had a few games ago, right? Like it kind of felt like what's going on with Sarah? Maybe she settled into a new role, right? And to your point, I think that's a really fantastic point because, you know, there's so much more to basketball than shooting. And, you know, we didn't need her shooting threes tonight and she didn't force any. It, it, I thought she might have passed up one or two. Yeah, but there were there were a few times where I wondered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's nitpicking, right, from us. So I think for sure, uh, I, I think that's just such a great point. So she's definitely settling into more. She had, you know, that great drive early on and uh, she, she just, she played her role coming in off the bench. Um, so yes, I, I would love for her to get back to feeling confident about her shot because, uh, you know, I think there are going to be games where we need her, you know, the last game we only made three, three pointers. And if that would have been tonight, I think we would have been in a lot of trouble. Um, but um, since we've been talking so much about it, why don't we just go ahead and jump into inside the numbers then? And um, I'll let you go first. What's a, a team stat maybe that we haven't touched on that really jumps out to you that you'd like to talk on? Yeah, let me try. I'm looking through the stats right now. I've been thinking. Yeah. Um, we talked a I guess, lot. Oh, here's <laughs> one that I, I made. It, yeah, we have, we've, we've covered a lot of just about everything. Um, but the steals really stood out to me, yeah. especially going into halftime. Um, because there was a much wider margin. Indiana finished with 12 and Maryland had 10, so they were able to kind of catch up as the game went on. But it goes back to Indiana's defense and especially Chloe Mar McNeil and how aggressive, I keep saying the word aggressive, um, but just how they were able yeah, to just were. keep pushing. And exactly, I'll, I'll just keep saying it because it's true. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> but they, they were just so, their defense was really astounding to watch at times because they were so pesky. And they, they kept fighting. And I think the steals, the 12 steals is a lot of steals. And to be able to, to spread that around the team, and it's able to disrupt the game without stopping the game. And I think Indiana was able to get a lot of momentum off of those. And if anybody who was watching was able to see kind of what was able to come out of those. Um, and so that was that's one of the biggest things that I think was kind of able to, to turn the tide at moments in, in the game. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that just, again, speaks to their their stellar defense. Um, I'm going to stay on the positive side as well, but I'm going to flip to the other side of the floor and talk about assists. The team had 15 assists on 25 made field goals. That's just an astounding number, um, you know, when you look at it. And I know that Coach Maureen always talks about sharing the sugar. I don't know how much more you could you could really ask of a team from that. 15 assists, you're paced by, of course, Grace Berger with eight. Um, but, you know, you had, as well, you had Yarden with two, Chloe Moore McNeil with another three. You had McKenzie Holmes with two. And I thought just the passing from McKenzie, you know, it felt like a lot more than two. Because I felt like, she, you know, she was getting doubled a lot. Uh, and she was really looking for her teammates.
So maybe it was more hockey assist for McKenzie than, than true assist. But I thought that assist to, to field goal number was really a lovely sight to see tonight. And it really stuck out even without looking at the statistics, in my opinion. Um, do you have another team number that you want to talk about or an individual? You can go wherever you want with the yeah. number. Yeah. Um, I think, I guess one thing that we haven't, we haven't really talked about um, Yarden very much tonight so far. Yeah. And she finished with 11 points and, and six rebounds and, and two assists. So she was also part of, part of that. Um, and I think it was a very good night for her. A kind of like a, not a rebound night. Cause it's not like she's necessarily been struggling a lot, but she was able to kind of, she just looked very, <coughs> excuse me. She looked very comfortable on the, on the floor and to, to finish in double figures is, is still obviously very good. And we saw at point, you know, she had a, a buzzer beater three pointer. And so you have to, you have to be more comfortable with something like that. And she was three yeah. for five from deep. And that that's half of Indiana's three pointers. And the other three came from Sydney Parish. And so her numbers, I think the, it's a good sign for her going forward after I don't, and I don't want to say struggling because it's not like we were watching her in the previous few games and saying, oh my gosh, what's going on? But I think this is the kind of game that we have come to expect earlier in the season for her numbers wise. And we've seen it again tonight. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, thanks. Queen in the chat called her uh, something that the commentators, which I know, Amanda, I don't, you probably didn't hear, but they called her Yardini. So I've, I've heard that before. Have you heard that before? I had not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tend to, I think, mentally tune out a lot of my uh, uh, the announcers, but the only, yes, Yarden, I thought had a nice game. The only, again, downside for her is her turnover. She had five yeah. turnovers, which is one number I did want to kind of touch on for the whole team. You know, again, uh, 19 turnovers is very uncharacteristic for them. They, they averaged 12. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, <laughs> that's about what Maryland forces other teams at. So, you know, they they force 19 turnovers as well. So, I mean, Maryland's defense was just really, um, again, I think one of the best defense, if not the best we've seen so far this year. Um, the nice thing with the turnovers, though, um, is that we are about even in points off of them, 14 for Maryland and 12 off of um, for for us. So it was about even, so, you know, it didn't really at the end of the day hurt us, um, but 19 turnovers in a different game, it, it really could swing it a, a different way. Um, one other one, just a quick one is just points in the paint. We really dominated the paint today and uh, it was 32 to 18. And you would think that was all for McKinsey Holmes normally, but it wasn't, you know, McKinsey ended up with 15, um, which one of them was a free throw, but 18 to 32. And, you know, it was really stuck out at halftime. There were six to 20 in the paint at halftime. So I thought we just had a great game plan to really drive the ball, get to the hoop and get down low. And um, I thought they executed that very well. Points um, in the what, paint was something I also wanted to, to hit on really quickly yeah. because it was definitely the, the margin. It was, it was a big tone setter for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, what other numbers would you like to talk about right now, um, either team or individually? Anything else that we haven't uh, touched that really? I feel like important? all of the thing, the things. I mean, you, you mentioned the the points in the paint, and that's just about all of the things that I felt were were most important to cover. Yeah, the numbers. Great. I Me will too. say the the seven points in the second quarter allowed to Maryland that was the the least amount of points that they've scored in a quarter the whole season. Nice. So. But going back to, to Indiana's offense or, or defense, excuse me. Um, but other than that, I think that's about it. 
Sounds good. All right. Let me uh, play a little bit here from Bob Thompson and we'll uh, transition right into our, our, our team of our game awards. All right. All right. So next up is our game ball award. And I am going to throw up for those of you who are watching on YouTube at the bottom is our ticker um, with all of our game balls. But right now, McKenzie is definitely leading the way with 10 game balls. Yarden and Sydney both have two and Grace have one. So I'll let you go first. This might be might be quick. We might not. I'll see. But um, Amanda, who would you like to give your game ball to? I think and I can't remember who. I gave the game ball to when I was on last time and it might be the same because I'm going to say Sydney Parrish. Um, we talked about her, her 18 points and yes, she did fall out, but I felt like that was just kind of a product of the game and her three pointers just every time kind of blow me away because she's just so casual with them. But I think that they were also some of the biggest game changers and, and tone setting moments that the game had um, and the, the tenacity with which she played and the fire and the passion, I think, encapsulated what the whole team was feeling and was also able to drive everybody else because she was so obviously invested in the game and willing to put her entire body on the line multiple times and get pushed around and banged up by everybody. Um, and so that I think far and away, which is hard to say in a game like this, but she really stood out to me throughout the entire 40 minutes. Yeah, you know what? We'll make that unanimous. I agree. I, I gave Sydney as well. I wrote her name down um, officially in the fourth quarter sometime. Um, I think right around when she fouled out. I think I looked at my husband and I said, you know what? I know she fouled out, but she played like her hair was on fire, I thought, from the beginning to the end. It, you know, that includes taking, you know, you fell down, take took a knee to the face and she went out and came back in within just a couple minutes. I mean, I thought her grit, her tenacity was amazing. She was on point. She was not hesitating one bit, um, going three for seven from the field. Um, uh, the only, you know, four turnovers, but everyone, it seemed to have a little bit of the turnover bug. But I thought, yes, I agree. Sydney Parrish, I think, gets our game ball. Um, okay, so with that, we will move on to our Hoosier Hustle Award. And our Hoosier Hustle Award right now is um, tied. Chloe Moore McNeil and Sydney Parrish each have three and a half. Um, Lexi ha Bargasser has two. Grace has two. And then with one each, we got Caitlin Pe Peterson, Alyssa Geary, Lily Meister, and um, Garzone. So how about for your Hoosier Hustle Award, um, who would you like to vote for? I would like to vote uh, for Chloe Moore McNeil. Um, and I feel like I've talked about her again a lot so far tonight. But again, kind of similar to Sydney, just the the fire that she brought to the court. And statistically, you know, she had eight points, but the seven rebounds was a big thing that stood out to me numbers wise for her. But again, it was just the energy that she played with and her steals were were huge, especially early on in the game. I felt like she came out and kind of set the tone from the beginning where it was clear that she was not going to put up with anything and she was going to try her hardest to do whatever she could to, to get the ball in Indiana's favor and no matter what point in the game, no matter what situation it was. And she truly was just hustling up and down the court the entire time. So 
you know, it is the hustle award. So I feel like that, <laughs> that kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. You know what? Um, we'll, we'll have to let our um, workaholics in the chat break a tie here. I I'm voting for grace for my Hoosier hustle award. Um, and you know, this is such a great problem to have, right? When, uh, you know, the flip side of maybe some of our other sports teams that um, are playing here this week as well, that it's a lot, a uh, lot easier to have shows like this when it's a lot of fun. But Grace, I thought was just, again, a studying force out there. And she came out, um, she had eight assists and uh, four rebounds, 11 points, you know, hitting some of those free throws down the line. She was five of six. She was really clutch with those free throws for us at the end. Um, so for me, I'm going to um, vote for grace but we'll um, watch here i know there's a few people voting in the chat right now so if you would like to vote in the chat if you're watching live and throw in who you would like between either chloe moore mcneil or grace for who's your hustle um we'll tally it up and let it break the tie i will say grace was my second she yes was, right chloe was my second too we can't go wrong right so, yeah yeah and like you said just a perfect problem to have when too many people are working too hard to pick just one who does it better. So, yeah, yeah, you, you you can't go wrong when you have so many players to pick from, and you can probably even make a, an argument for Garzon with her, you know, shooting as well tonight and her tenacity. But um, let's see, let's see what the chat is is saying for us right now. I think we're getting quite a bit. We have a few for Grayson, but quite a bit for Chloe. So we will award that to Chloe Moore McNeil. So congratulations to, to Chloe. I'm sure she's super mm -hmm. excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, the last thing that we have then is um, in terms of uh, talking about the game is linking mm -hmm. questions. So um, I don't think we'll do a few full preview of, of um, Wisconsin. So I'll just really quickly talk about them. And then maybe we'll go back and talk about their question point. Wisconsin is um, coming in here to Bloomington again on Sunday. Um, they will be, this game will be at noon Eastern, one o'clock. It'll be on Big Ten Plus again. Um, big Wisconsin just beat Michigan State last night um, at Michigan State. So that was very interesting. That took their record to six and 11 overall and two and four in the conference. Um, they're only averaging around 69 points per game. Um, they're being out rebounded about three per game. They're shooting 43% and they're forcing 15 turnovers, but they commit around 17. So Wisconsin's interesting. I know they beat Michigan state who just beat us, but um, I think Michigan state's also showing some, some um, kind of some holes in their, their game as a team as well right now, but taking what we saw today, knowing what we have coming in on Sunday, what kind of lingering questions do you think we need to look for? I think, one thing um, that I will be keeping an eye on is is what Sarah Scalia is doing and different in terms of will she shoot the three or not? No, but just kind of what role is she going to take on and what is she going to be tasked with? Um, something else that I am kind of wondering about, and we haven't talked about it as much, is the, the freshmen and players coming off the bench because we only saw <clears throat> Lexus, Sarah, and, and Lily come off the bench. Um, I would, like no Alyssa, and they didn't, apart from from sarah lily and lexus didn't play they played good minutes but they didn't play especially long mm -hmm. and so just wondering kind of how you know not that there's anything wrong and not that that you can't take a lot out of that for one game and especially a game like this but just kind of what that will look like against a team like wisconsin who is expected to not have maybe as high of a level of competition as as maryland brought um and just kind of what we're going to see from the bench in that aspect. Um, 
other than that, I don't I don't think there's anything big because there were so many good things to take away from this game that there's not a lot of questions that I have about how they're going to play going forward. Yeah, I, I have the the same questions. Um, and they've kind of been there for a while here now. Sarah, you know, again, is she settling into a new role or will we see her try to transition back to that that uh, sharpshooter that we saw earlier in the year and saw it when she was at Minnesota? So we know it's in there. Will it come back out? I hope so. Um, maybe Wisconsin might be a good you know, time for her to have, I, I don't want to call it a good a get right game because I, again, like I don't feel like her play has been bad the last couple of games. Uh, I think she's settling maybe into a different role, but you know, Wisconsin um, does allow uh, about 37% shooting from three point land. So it's not like, it seems like Wisconsin's great, great three point defense. So maybe this might be a time for her to get, get right more on her three point shooting and, and kind of get back into that rhythm. The other one, yes, is the bench. And we didn't talk about the bench. Um, so maybe we should go back and just highlight. So we did, except for Sarah. So Sarah ended up playing 21 off the bench, 21 minutes. Other than that, Lexi had eight minutes and Lily Meister had three. Um, Lily did have that really nice um, two points um, where she, I think she got the ball from Grace early on there and under the basket. So that was fun to see, but otherwise, yeah, you know, eight minutes from, from Lexi. And I, I just think that this game might've been a little too quick for her. So will we see in that Wisconsin game, the ability for our bench to get in there a little bit more and start to grow. So that's what I I'm hoping to see as well. Um, so I, I think you have the exact same ones. I, I just want to see too, that we don't have, uh, you know, the, the proverbial trap game, right. Where we just come off of this fantastic win at home against a really tough opponent, which was very important for Big Ten conference standings. Will they do what they normally do, which is they get 24 hours, they can think about it, and then you got to just move on. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see if they come out a little flat on, on Sunday or not. Yeah, and I feel like one thing to, to think about in that is even if they do come out a little flat, there's not a lot that you can take from that either. Right. As it, it all depends on kind of how the game goes after that and what the final score is. Obviously, like you said, I think this is the perfect opportunity for a quote unquote get right game. Not that yeah. people really need to get right. <laughs> but, you know, if if this if, Mar if the Maryland game hadn't gone the way it had, then we would be talking about that a little more, I think. Um but as long as they come in with the right mindset, this is a, an opportunity, I think, for everybody to become more confident and, and get those minutes on the floor and get more comfortable and be able to kind of play with things a little bit more. Obviously, it depends on how Wisconsin comes out. But I feel like it, it is not going to be the same environment as tonight in a lot of different mm -hmm. ways. And so a, a lot of people are going to be able to, to kind of figure a few things out, even if it's just small, like the turnovers or the fouls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of turnovers, that's something too, you know, we, we've kind of seen this where they, they have these roller coaster games with the turnovers. So they, you know, snuck back up again with 19. I still attest a lot of those to Maryland's defense being a lot better. I, I would like to see those come back down against Wisconsin. Um, one person you mentioned was Alyssa Geary. We didn't see her tonight. She was out sick last time. Do you think it was um, lingering effects still of the illness or do you think this game was just maybe not at a pace where a coach was comfortable putting her in? Any thoughts on Alyssa Geary? That, that's a good question. Um, I hadn't really thought about if it was <laughs> if it was lingering effects or not. I feel like my first thought was was no because it seemed like everybody on the floor was in a groove, and not that Alyssa has you know she's not able to fit into that. Um, 
but in the way that that everyone was being subbed in and out and and rotating on the floor and playing defensively it didn't feel like they needed her her stature and her physical yeah. presence on the floor and so i i don't think it was like a you can't play in this game but i think it was more of a just we don't need you to to come in and then maybe not mess something up but come in and and make everybody else change kind of with the flow and the rhythm of what they're doing yep yeah i i agree i i think um we didn't not surprising in a tough close game like this the bench got way shorter right so not surprising at all so um, okay, so some quick programming notes. Um, Assembly Call Radio, for those of you who maybe were coming here looking for Assembly Call Radio, will be going on here in 15 minutes. Um, so don't worry, they're, they're still coming. Also, be sure to catch and subs- or subscribe to Crimson Cast. Um, you can hear Amanda. She also covers the women on Crimson Cast for um, Crimson uh, covers the women on Crimson Cast as well as um, Galen and Scott over there. Um, they are bar- part of our back home network family. So definitely make sure you catch them as well. Um, in terms of doing the work, um, Jeff and I will be back live on Sunday after the Wisconsin game. Again, um, that tip time is at noon Eastern. Um, excuse me. I think it's, or is it one Eastern? I was getting I believe my... it's one Okay, this, this weekend, yeah. I, I have trouble with time zones. You would think it's by hard. this stage of my life, <laughs> I could do it, but I, I somehow can't. Okay, it's one Eastern, noon Central. <laughs> so um, be sure to, to catch that. So um, with that, Amanda, let's go ahead and transition into last call. So what lingering thoughts do you want to leave us with tonight? Yeah, I think, and I was thinking about this when I was trying to, to figure out what I was going to write my article about for this game. Um, and just the amount of, of heart and hustle that we saw from everybody on Indiana for the entire 40 minutes. It, again, nobody nobody gave up. Nobody gave in when it was close or when it wasn't. Everybody still tried to their absolute hardest, uh, no matter what it seemed like. And, you know, we keep seeing these big performances from Mackenzie Holmes and Sydney Parrish, and they're, they stand out. But so do, everybody else stands out in kind of their own little ways. And they're able to come together and put together a game like this that is just so good for women's basketball as a whole to be on, you know, basically national television for the Big Ten. You know, they really needed this game to be what it was. I think it was, I think, one of the most important games of the entire season. It's a top 10 matchup. And to come out and and pull it out and play the way that they did. And you mentioned it at the beginning, and I think it is we're going to look back and think that it's one of their best performances of the season, unless they, you know, keep performing even better and better, which they could, but right. it just gives, it gives you an idea of where they're at, which is a very good place. And then it also showed what they're capable of if they can reduce the turnovers and reduce the fouls. And the fact that they can be even better than what we've seen them be is kind of unimaginable at a, at a point, but to, to think about it, you know, you watch games like this and you think what, what happens if they're in the postseason and the stakes are higher and they're able to pull through in in things like that. Um, and so I think those are some of the biggest takeaways, just the, the mindset of the team and the way that they can perform and come together and have these big solid games where it seems like everybody does things well and everybody works together like a real team should. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you say. For me, with my last things, I just... I. I we haven't probably talked enough about it, but I want to applaud 
Coach Morin and her staff because they clearly know what they're doing in terms of recruiting, whether it's freshmen coming in, transfers coming into the team, preparation for the team, development. I think just all around, you can see that they are a well-coached team. And I saw a clip, I think, on Twitter of Coach Morin talking to them about preparation, and I thought her quote was really great. It was, um, if you're thirsty, once you're thirsty, it's too late to dig the well. And I thought that was just a great way to really exemplify and talk about how you have to be prepared. And boy, I thought this team looked prepared from the tip through it. I never, you know, I didn't get nervous. I don't know. Maybe I should have a little, maybe a little nervous, but I didn't feel like, uh, the sky is falling. Maryland just mm -hmm. made this run. They tied it up at 50. They just always to have a way to pull it out, and they seem very calm about it. And I just want to applaud Coach Morin and her team to be there to support these women in, in this endeavor that they're going on and um, applauding the team for executing that vision that Coach has. And a huge thank you to them for giving us and all the other fans, I think, just a lot of joy because they are. Like, they're joyful to watch, mm -hmm. and that, that's just so refreshing and something nice to have in our lives, and it gives us something to look forward to. Yeah, so it's incredibly high-level basketball on, yes. on both ends of the floor, but especially from Indiana. It's just it, they continue yeah. to pull out things that you have never really seen before, it seems. Like. Yeah. You're talking about the bat the backboard pass, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. That was we I, sure I watched that and it's like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And I, yeah, yeah, exactly that. I, I doubt that was on purpose, mm -hmm. but it was still a lot of fun and it worked mm -hmm. out. So hey, exactly. perfect. And that's just and you know, that's that's the trend that they're on. Things are just working out. Yes, so. absolutely. So Wisconsin's up next. So, you know, hopefully they just keep keep the ball rolling. So yeah. um, let me wrap it up here because I know we have the assembly call crew waiting to go on here in about 10 minutes. So for those of you who aren't part of the show right now live and part of the live chat, you still can find us on YouTube at a youtube.com slash assembly call. Um, we also have a private community you can be part of. You can find information on that at assemblycall.com. A huge thanks to John Ringer of Riggs Design for designing our logo. Um, I only played it once tonight because of uh, just timing, but Bob Thompson gave us our new music that you heard during the show. And a huge thank you to Amanda from Crimson Cast and Inside the Hall for coming over and, and joining me tonight so that we could have a, a wonderful discussion of this victory that Indiana pulled out. Again, that victory 61-68. Um, thank you all for listening, whether you're here live or listening later. Um, we'll be back, back to talk IU Hoops again with you soon. But until then, keep your elbow in, your eyes on the rim, and let's go Hoosiers. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Amanda. Um, I appreciate Thank you. it. Yes, yeah. of course. Anytime. Yeah. So we'll let the cleaning crew kick you out yeah. there. So. <laughs> yeah. <But. laughs> All right. Bye-bye.